Welcome to the Motherhood Unfiltered podcast. We are a group of moms striving to bring balance to motherhood with lots of laughs and some tears along the way. We seek to walk alongside you in this journey as we learn and grow from one another. Hello, everyone. It's Brianna, and today we're going to be diving into the topic of homeschooling. Our guest today is Holly Sue Mullings. I've actually known her for a long time. She used to be my Sunday school teacher, poor lady. And (laughs) um, when I was a teenager, she moved, where did you move to? Uh, Oregon, Portland area. Yes. And then we reconnected when I went to her church, my, when I was going into my senior year of Bible college. So I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today. So um, why don't you just tell us um, a little bit about yourself? All right. Well, I am 39 years old. I am the mother of four girls. I've been married nearly 18 years now. And I, since we're going to be talking about homeschooling, I will tell you that I was homeschooled a little bit. I was homeschooled for fourth grade, eighth grade, and 12th. Um, it was kind of hit and miss. Okay. And to be honest, I had a very um, negative homeschooling experience and fourth grade was great, but eighth and 12th did not go well. And I swore up and down, I would never, ever, ever homeschool my children. <laughs> but here I am learning that your experience doesn't have to be repeated. Um, right. I can take something that did not go well for me and make it a positive one for my kids. There's a lot of um, advantages. We're going to talk about that, but you don't have to have the same experience with the next generation. So I, I homeschool my kids. I, I live in Northern California now. I have a great family and really involved with um, my children and as far as quality time and my husband. So there's, there's a lot to be said for homeschooling as far as bonding time with your family and keeping that close-knit family time possible. So was, would you say that family time was like your driving force to homeschool or why, why did you choose to homeschool? Definitely not one of the main reasons I homeschooled um, or chose to homeschool. It just became a, a bonus and oh. something I really didn't even plan on because when I first started homeschooling, my oldest was five. Um, we were getting ready to put her in kindergarten and there were some events that prevented us from starting with the private school we had chosen. And my oldest was five. I had a four-year-old. I had a two-year-old and a one-year-old. And so it was never really about quality time. I was in survival mode (laughs) with that many young children. Um, And it's only now that they're older. I now have kids that are 11, 10, eight, and seven. And now that they're becoming independent personalities, we're enjoying quality time as a family. We're, We're having fun playing games and doing things that, you know, you would enjoy as a family unit, it, it's not survival mode anymore. It's, it's fun. Right now with everything that's going on, I, I am working from home and I have in my two-year-old, well, my one-year-old will be two in a few weeks. And I could not imagine having a toddler and trying to homeschool. I mean, like I could barely get my work done. So how did you balance that with two, technically two kids who weren't even in school yet? And then one that was. Right. Um, it, it's a day by day thing. First of all, when you start to homeschool, you learn very quickly that um, it doesn't need to be a six or an eight hour day. There's so much time lost when a child goes to public school. 
there's time for breaks, there's time for attendance, there's snacks and lunch, right. there's so much going on that's not really education. So you'll, you'll learn quickly that especially with the younger children, your entire homeschool day can be done in about an hour. Um, when you're talking about kindergarten, first grade, um, it's, it's a very short amount of time and you don't even have to do it right. all. So you find times where maybe the baby is, you know, independently in the the walker or the exerciser and they're just having fun. They're, they're in the playpen. And mm -hmm. then you can spend a 20 minutes with that older child and really work on those ABCs and work on, you know, the, the things that you're building a foundation for. And then as you start to do that, your older child will kind of get used to the schooling. Your younger child gets a little bit more used to being alone and, and independent play. And as they grow everybody grows. I mean, your idea of what homeschooling is can change. You are able to add more time to their day. Everybody's used to it by now. You kind of work into it gradually. So Got it. It, it's not, it's not terrifying. Like if you're taking, you know, your eighth grader out of public school and you're like, oh great, now we have six hours of schoolwork to do today and they don't right. like me <laughs> and I don't know how this is going to work. <laughs> so starting from the beginning at a younger age is in my opinion, better. It's not impossible to start later, but for us, it was so much better to um, learn and change as we grew as a family. Got it. So on the question of why homeschool, would you say it's because it just started with, like you said, some circumstances prevented you from starting and then you kind of just enjoyed it. So you continue to do it for all of your girls. Well, that's a really good point. Uh, no, I didn't enjoy it, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, in the beginning, it was not. It was not enjoyable, and it was not what I wanted to do. Um, many people start homeschooling for religious beliefs, for their faith, and to reinforce what they believe, their belief system into their children. Um, it doesn't have to be that. Many people homeschool for other reasons. It's not just theology. Um, there's children that have special needs. Um, maybe they're not yeah. getting their needs met with the special ed services at the school and they feel that they would be better off in the home. Um, there's different learning styles. I have a child, one of my four, who learns completely differently than other children. And I know that if I had put her in public school, she would have been lost, confused, and she would have probably failed and they would have just pushed her through, not really paying attention to what she needed. Once I figured out the way that she learns, I'm able to adapt and reach her at a place that she can understand. And she's brilliant. She's brilliant. She just learns differently. Um, you've got children that have different personalities. Maybe they're super shy when they're five or six years old and putting them in a classroom of 25 other children is not the best for them. Sometimes they just right. need some time to mature at that age. Um, there's children that have had trauma in their lives. Maybe they are not ready emotionally um, or mentally to go to a classroom, be away from their parents. You have a gifted child, right. maybe a, a child that has some really um, impressive learning abilities that you want to help them stay challenged. You can move ahead faster. So there's so many reasons to homeschool. Um, my, my reason was we didn't want to put our children in public school. Um, there was a lot of things that were being taught that we didn't really agree with. And we had found our church was, our church had a private school um, that we were planning on putting our kid in. And it was two weeks before the school year had started and they did not have a teacher for kindergarten. And, oh, wow. and so they ended up, uh, <laughs> they asked around trying to get a volunteer. 
they found somebody with no education, no discipline, no, um, no skills for teaching, yeah. and they kind of threw them in there as a babysitter. And that was not going to work for us. We had a very smart right. um, five-year-old that needed to be challenged. So this was our option. We did apply to some charter schools that had really long wait lists. We never got into those. And so it was one year after another that this was our best option for our child, not because I wanted to, but it was the best thing that we had available. And we've just continued ever since. Got it. Wow. That's, that's very interesting, but it's, it's shocking. I feel like sometimes there's this stigma about, oh, you were homeschooled, you know, yeah. but if you really sit down and listen to a lot of mom's stories, they're actually very similar. Um, even people who don't hold to strict Christian beliefs, um, they just don't want to put their kids in public school. And like you said, they apply to charter schools and they apply to public or private schools. And um, it just either the wait list is too long or like you said, there's people in the classroom and not all private schools, but that, you know, are kind of just babysitters and they don't have any type of degree whatsoever. So I totally, um, I totally understand that. So my next question to you would be, what are the challenges of homeschooling? There are, there are a few challenges, but they're big challenges. Um, it's a lot of work. Um, it takes a parent that needs to be committed and they need to be disciplined. They need to make sure that the work is getting done. Um, they can't be their child's friend and say, you know what, you don't want to work. I don't want you to work. So, hey, let's watch movies all day. Um, you really have to be structured and not all parents are, you know, embracing that role um, right away. So it, it is a challenge to get into that mode, especially if you haven't prepared yourself for that. Um, you need to stay home. You need to, you know, be there in your home or a place that you can teach them. There's no nine to five job that you can do and then come home and homeschool. Um, Maybe in the younger years, if you have somebody watching, a grandparent watching your five-year-old, you could still homeschool in the evenings. But, you know, that that doesn't remain possible once they get into more advanced work, um, longer days. So there's the, the loss of income when a parent needs to stay home to homeschool their right. child. Um, you know, when two parents work, um, you have the income, you have the health insurance, you have those benefits. And with one child or a, a child being homeschooled, you have a parent staying home and you lose that, um, that security there. So there's adjustments. Sometimes parents are able to do that and other times it's a real sacrifice. Um, there's also personality conflicts. So not all <laughs> parents and children get along. <laughs> so <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, when you find yourself arguing with a mini version of yourself and, you know, you, you see what it is, but you still plan on winning. It, it can be a challenge right. to get along with your own child. Um, sometimes we want to be that friend to our kid and just have the fun moments and not be the disciplinarian. So that, that can be challenging as well. Um, and one of the biggest things that I have found with parents that are afraid to homeschool is that they have a lack of knowledge or a fear of failure. They don't feel they are um, equipped to educate their own child. They feel like maybe they struggled right. through school or they did okay, but they've forgotten everything. They didn't use it. So there's always that, um, that fear that they're not going to do a good job homeschooling. So those are challenges that people face when they're making the decision to homeschool or not homeschool. Um, 
And sometimes those challenges went out. Sometimes it's, I don't think I can get along with my kid, or I don't think I could do a good job homeschooling. And they choose um, to not homeschool for those reasons. Yeah. I think too, like you said something really good about moms kind of feeling like they're not good enough. I think that's something that I know, like for myself, I struggle with in every day and I'm not like teaching my child how to like read or write. So that's a really good point. I think that one-on-one time definitely is um, something that's really nice too for a parent. And and even though, yes, um, my son is a mini version of myself, but for me, and, and I'm sure you have to look at it like this as well, but homeschooling, um, there's challenges, but there's always a benefit, I would say, maybe to combat that challenge. Absolutely. So what would you say maybe the benefits are? So the advantages definitely, definitely outweigh the disadvantages to homeschooling. Um, there's, there's always that fear that you're going to miss something. You're going to not be good enough. You're, there's always that as humans, we definitely question ourselves. Um, and if you don't, then you're not, you're, you're, you're not doing it right. <laughs> because you, right. you don't want to be cocky and feel like you've got it all figured out. Nobody does. Um, but the, the advantages definitely outweigh all those challenges that we mentioned. Um, my first advantage that I find in homeschooling is character development. So when a child goes to public school, they're being taught, um, you know, math and, and language and some history and science, and they're, they're learning things that they will need. Um, I don't feel like homeschooling should not include those. But when your children are home, you can teach them character. You can teach them values. So it doesn't have to be, like I said, anything religious. You can teach them to be a quality person. You teach them how to ask for forgiveness. You teach them how to forgive. You teach them even how how to be self-disciplined. Okay, if you get your work done by a certain time, then you have screen time after that. And you can teach them how to be self-driven. That's something that college students and adults beyond college cannot figure out sometimes. And, right. and I mean, I struggled with this in college, you know, I, I would wait till the last second, turn in my paper at the very last moment. And I wasn't self-disciplined. And I'm trying to teach that to my children where you have, you know, this much school work to do this week, do it at your pace, but by Friday, it better be done. And I have a couple of my kids that are like, man, we're getting this done by Wednesday because we want a four day weekend. That's, that's <laughs> right. amazing. They're still learning what they need to. Yeah. They're, they're learning how to get stuff done and not procrastinate. Um, there's personal values. We can go back to the faith aspect. Um, I want to teach my children what I believe um, as far as Christianity. I want to teach them, you know, why I believe those things. And I have time to do that at home. Um, you can focus on specialized interests. So if you have one child that's super into science, I mean, you can spend twice the amount of time on science that you do on your other subjects because it's what piques their interest. They, they want to learn. And there's so much to learn out there. They don't have to stick within their grade level. They don't have to stick within, you know, one type of curriculum to learn about science. They can just keep on learning. Um, right. They can learn a skill. So I have a child that really wants to be a baker. Man, we can spend time every day learning how to bake and decorate those cakes or cookies. And, you know, right. we can develop a skill at a young age. Um, it doesn't, you don't have to wait for college for that. Um, right. I mentioned my daughter that struggles with learning um, certain ways, certain uh, perspectives. So you can adjust those methods to a way that they can understand it. Um, that particular daughter really struggles with writing. And so the curriculum we use has a lot of 
writing. It's, it's what I call busy work. So we can eliminate half of that. Um, show me that you know how to do the material. Show me that you can understand it and perform it. You don't have to do an entire page of this work. So you can adjust it. Um, that's a huge advantage to homeschooling. The resources available now were not there when I was a child and homeschooled. Um, we have the internet in our homes. We have Google where you can look up anything you want to know. Yes. <laughs> my girl, my older two girls love animals and they, they're telling me about these animals they've learned about in these other countries. I've never heard of these animals before. I don't know what they are. They, they tell me the name of this animal and I'm like, what is it? And they try to describe it. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. And they've learned so much because the resources are just unlimited. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And there's Facebook groups that is a resource for homeschool parents that will be kind of at your level. So if you're a Christian homeschool mom or you're not, there's a homeschool group on Facebook. You can have support. You can have your questions answered. There's so many places to get the answers you need to homeschool. Um, we have the option of making our own schedule when we homeschool. So this is supposed to be our spring break. Um, we decided not to take spring break. Well, I say we, my children don't know, <laughs> but um, I and my husband uh, decided not to take spring break because there's nowhere to go. We're stuck at home. And I figured right. that if things go well and we're able to get out of the house in May, I'd rather have that, you know, extra week off when the weather's nice and we have places to go. Right. So you can adjust your schedule. I know parents that homeschool, um, they will do year round schooling. They want to take more time maybe in the winter or in the spring, they can travel. Um, for my husband, who's a public school teacher, he, we stick with his schedule. We follow the regular public school system calendar for the most part. But I know parents that do not have that scheduling, they can take trips when, you know, prices are cheap to fly or cruises are cheap. Um, they go in the off right. season and they can adjust their schedule accordingly because they homeschool. You don't have to follow the public education system. Uh, travel is a great one. There's also the advantage of taking the stress and pressure off your children. So some kids put a lot of pressure on themselves for performance. They want to do well. They feel the need to do well. And not all children care, <laughs> but some do. For my <laughs> kids, I have chosen that up until about fifth grade, I don't make them take tests because the letter grade is not important. Um, I want them to show me they know how to do the work, but getting a letter grade or even a number of percentage is not relevant um, at this age. So I don't put that pressure on them to, hey, you have to perform at this, you know, certain level and I want you to know how right. to do it. But I, at fifth grade, I feel like they should start preparing themselves to take tests so that they know how to when they're in high school and college. Um, but you can adjust that, you know, depending on your child's, um, their stress level, their anxiety for testing. Um, there's also charter funding available. So what's amazing right now is that there's an increasing number of children homeschooling and there's charter schools that you can sign up with where it's still kind of a public education system, but you're homeschooled and they will give you money for extracurriculars or curriculum itself. Oh, wow. So it's quite a bit depending on your charter school. It's somewhere around $1,200 per child. Um, wow. Many of those charter schools also provide tablets or computers for each child. Um, they will 
That is awesome. Yeah, they will give you money. They don't give you money. They reimburse. So if you purchase um, a membership to a museum, you give them the receipt and they reimburse you. Um, they It will pay for field trips. It will pay for um, music lessons. It will pay for sports leagues. It pays for so many things that give your children advantages that um, they might not get in the public education system. They might not have time for those things. So the charter homeschool option is an amazing option. You have so many advantages and very few disadvantages with that. Um, do they, sorry, do, I know some homeschools, if something like that is going on, your students still have to report to a classroom, whether it be once a week or, you know, like a certain amount of time with those programs, do they require that of you? So it depends on your school, the charter school that you've signed up with, and it depends on the teacher um, that you are assigned to. So it, it varies. It varies a lot. Um, sometimes you will need to, there, there's some that you can meet one or two times a week. And there's parents that really like that. They're home most of the time, they're still being taught and held accountable by someone else. Many of the charter homeschools that I have found, you don't meet in a classroom setting at all. There's a teacher that might meet for an hour at the library and you can go check in with her. Um, there's also, you know, FaceTime, you can kind of do everything online, um, talk to the teacher if you have right. questions, they can answer questions about things. Um, sometimes it's just an email. Sometimes you'll check in with her only a couple times for the school year. They do encourage state testing, but it's not required. Um, but the charter school gets funding for your student if they do the state testing. So they will push that. They say, please Got do it. the state testing. Here's some prep work. Here's the right. time we want you to test, but you are able to opt out. So that's something that's important to know if you choose not to have your child do the state testing. Um, but yeah, so it varies. It, it totally varies. And if you don't like the charter you've signed up with, you are able to switch. You can definitely unenroll with that charter school, find a different one that is more fitting for your needs and for your family. I kind of want to go back to something that you had said earlier. I know that I'm a new mom, so I my kid's not in school for another three years, but and a lot of my my friends, it's either their kid is just starting school or they're kind of in the same boat of thinking homeschool, no homeschool, you know. And one of the main um, concerns, I guess you could say, that I hear a lot is, well, if I homeschool my kid, then I'm taking away like the social aspect of socializing with others. Now, for those of us that go to church consistently, we know that our kids aren't going to lock in that area because we, you know, you go to church twice a week, sometimes more, depending on if you're involved in multiple areas of ministry in your church. And so for those that go to church, like it's not really, and the social aspect isn't really an issue. They're still interacting with other people on a consistent basis, their age. But what advice or would you give to those that maybe don't go to church on a consistent basis or don't have, maybe their church doesn't have kids the age of their child um, for the social aspect of, of school? So that's a really good point. Um, and it's a definitely a concern for many people. Like you said, church is a place where they do get a lot of interaction with others. Um, if you choose to put them in kind of sports, that's another way that they can get involvement with other kids. Like we don't really struggle that with that too much in my family because I have four children close in age. They are each other's best friends. 
So they, they have that, which I know most, most families don't have that. Um, there are so many places for them to interact. And I want to kind of nitpick a little bit about your comment because you mentioned their age. And that's one of those huge factors that homeschool moms kind of laugh at because a lot of people complain about, well, where, how are they going to be socializing with people their age? Now, as adults, how often do you go into a workplace or a grocery store, anywhere at all, where you only gravitate towards those that are your age? Or maybe you go up to the right. counter and somebody's, you know, in their 60s or 70s, and you're like, I can't talk to you, you're too old. <laughs> you know, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't do that as adults. Right, that's and true. Children yeah. have this huge benefit that non-homeschooled children or parents do not realize that children that are homeschooled learn to interact well with all ages. So we can go to the library and my children go up to the counter and talk to the librarian themselves. I do not assist with that. They ask for help. They have great communication skills. We go to the grocery store and they talk to the person in the checkout. They interact with people everywhere we go. And we go to church and they gravitate towards the older saints of the church because they're used to that now. Um, some of their best friends in our church are honestly in their 70s and 80s. And that's who they go to. They sit with at church and they talk to them. So my, my right. children don't struggle to get along with kids their age. They can go to the park and play with someone their age or even several years younger. You know, my 10 year old's going to go the four year old right. and they they're very comfortable and familiar with interacting with people of all ages. So while there's plenty of opportunities, like I said, put them in a sport, they're going to be playing with kids their age. Um, you have the, the park area, you've got your church, you've got so many places that they can interact with children of their age group, but that's really not a focus. When you homeschool, you start to learn that children interacting with people of all ages is really preparing them for life. Even going to college when you're 18, you're going to have people in your class that are 30, 40, 50 coming back to college. Right. And you've now prepared your children for that. You know, they're, they're socially ready to interact with people in the real world. Right. So, so then you would actually combat that with, they may not have someone their age, but if they can at least get along or socialize or learn to socialize with people of all ages, they're going to have zero problem connecting with people their age. Is that essentially right, what you're saying? Right. So, I mean, there's not yeah. too many activities that are specific for an age group. So if you're going to go to the, you're going to play Frisbee, your child can play with somebody that's four or they can play with somebody that's 40. There's not an age group for this right. activity, you know, and it kind of goes with anything. You go to the library and whether there's a six-year-old there looking at books or there's a 16-year-old looking at books, the interaction is needed. You know, you can have somebody come up and talk to you and socialize at any age and it doesn't affect that activity that you're doing. Very few things in life require a certain age group only. So right now I feel like homeschooling and putting your children in situations where they need to interact with people of varying ages is giving them this huge advantage to real life situations when they're older. Got it. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. I had never really thought about it that way, but it's a very, very good point. You and your family, you live in California, correct? That's correct. So my last question to you before we end this today would be, let's say you have a mom wants to homeschool is even interested, but 
doesn't even know where to start and wants to start looking at curriculum. Is there a place that you recommend, like, is there a website or like a, someone to contact or, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it, for specifically for curriculum to start looking through and seeing what interests them. Right. So my first question for them would be, are you looking to do public education at home or are you looking to do something more independent where you're faith-based or something that you design for your children? Because that's going to tell you where to look. If you are planning to do a public education at home, then I would look into charter schools in your area. Um, You can put in your county because they're done by county. Look online, search for, so I'm in Butte County in Northern California. I would do a Google search for uh, Butte County charter schools. And I would see what charter schools are available and start making contacts with them and saying, hey, do you have availability with a teacher? Can I talk to somebody about signing up with your charter? Um, I'd like more information. And they will provide curriculum. They will give you everything you need to do if you're gonna go that route. If you want to get away from public education completely and you want to do something that's faith-based, then there are so many resources. There are online um, webinars you can watch. There are there's now online conventions where you can go through and choose different categories, uh, different speakers, and you can learn so much about your options as far as Christian curriculum. Um, You can just do a search for a Christian homeschooling convention and you will find unlimited options. There are some that cost money, but one of them I was looking at was $20 and it was unlimited resources and you could watch them at any time. There's many of them that are also free. So there's, like I said, just unlimited resources. There's so many. Um, For for myself, I'm not the type that kind of mixes my curriculum. I know many, many homeschool parents do. They like, you know, one type of curriculum for language and one for math and they switch it up and that takes some work and I I applaud them. Um, (laughs) I do everything out of one company. Um, It's faith-based, it's thorough. but I pay out of pocket and it does cost a lot of money. That's an option for people, but it's, it's not the only way to go. So you can find something that you really love and just go for it. You can mix things up or you can just learn from someone else, get on one of those conventions online or go through a charter. There's so many options out there. And like I said, find a Facebook, Facebook group that kind of is where you're at and join that group and start asking questions because mom homeschool moms are helpful. They want to help everybody learn to homeschool best they can. Right. Right. Wow. This is such good information. Thank you so, so much for being willing to come on and talk with us today. And thank you all for listening and uh, taking the time to learn about homeschooling. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. If you haven't already, we want to welcome you to connect with us on Instagram at underscore motherhood unfiltered. Thanks again for joining us.